Welcome back to Africa Science Focus, the weekly science and development show from SciDevNet. I am Ogechi Ekeanyao. Spinal bifida is a birth defect causing malformation of the spinal cord. It results in damage to the spine before birth and often leads to complications that can cause death, particularly in sub-Saharan Africa, where it can be difficult to get access to adequate health care. To find out more about spina bifida, we spoke to Dr. Umfayin Sofa, a public health physician, a global health equity advocate, and senior New Voices Fellow at the Aspen Institute, Washington, D.C. Spina bifida is a malformation of the spine. It happens when the neural tube, which is what eventually forms the brain and the spinal cord, does not develop properly. And in this instance, uh, along the spine, neural tube doesn't close. It's usually seen at birth, especially for the severe ones. Uh, but for the not so severe ones, uh, it may be noticed due to some physical issues that a child has after birth. And of course, the severity of spinal bifida would depend on where the opening is along the spine. So if you have spinal bifida, the severe ones where the spinal cord and even some spinal nerves, you know, uh, protrude through this opening along the spine, you would have very severe consequences. I mean, in those, in those situations, someone may not be able to walk. Someone may not be able to control the reflexes for urination and defecation. So the severity of spinal bifida would depend on what type of spinal bifida that exists. Why does it happen? One of the commonest reasons why spinal bifida happens is because of the lack of folic acid. Folic acid helps with the development of the neural tube, ensuring that it develops properly, it closes when it's supposed to close, and there are no defects along, along the spine. And this is why it is very important that you know, people take folic acid, especially women of childbearing age, Especially women who know that, you know, they want to have children, you know, not not long from now. It's advisable that, you know, they, they are placed on uh, folic acid. What's the prevalence rate in the region? Pana bifida is quite prevalent across Africa. A recent survey by ResearchGate shows a prevalence rate of 0.13%. And that, that means that... Um, out of a thousand children born, about 130 would have spina bifida. So it is quite prevalent in Africa and is really an issue of public health concern. The consequences of spina bifida can be severe. We spoke to Lawrence Diawe, a fashion designer based in Lagos, Nigeria, and the mother of a child with spina bifida, who told us about the challenges her child and her family face. Caring for the child, it took a lot of effort, a lot of time, and a lot of money. We were admitted in the hospital and um, surgery was booked. But before the surgery, we had a challenge. She had some blood deficiencies. So we were kept in the hospital for two months and um, they were boosting her electrolytes and all the deficiencies that were there since they were not up to the um, level where she could enter a theater. So when the boosting was done, she was booked for surgery and the surgery was done when she was 10 months old. Yes. After the surgery, because they told me that the probability of her using her legs was 50-50. I didn't give up. I 
keep trying it. And I kept trying and I asked the doctors what I could do. They told me they would refer me to a physiotherapy department where they should be looked into. But they, asked, they were still not guaranteeing me that she was going to be okay. But I should just try and I accepted. So I resumed physiotherapy with her when she was one year, two months. And um, we started the physiotherapy. After a short while, her muscles became strong. And um, when she was when she was one year, 10 months, she started working. We continued, we kept going for the physiotherapy. After like a year of physiotherapy, she was declared fit to work. So we were discharged from there. But after then, I noticed that she couldn't do without diapers because we have to be wearing her diapers always. I complained to the neurosurgical department. They told me that... Um, they had explained earlier that the lower part of her body wasn't sending signal to the brain. So I was also referred to another clinic, a CIC clinic, where they do clean intermittent catheterization. So we attended the clinic, and um, there I was trained on how to take care of her, how to catheterize her, how to do a boil washout for her so that she could be able to use the toilet. Since she couldn't do it by herself, there was no signal, so she wasn't feeling when she's she needs to do um, clear her balls or when to urinate. So I took the training, and um, we've been on it till today. We've been on it, but along the line, she started feeling the need to clear her balls by herself. So she started that one was settled till today. She goes to the toilet by herself. She could use the toilet by herself now. So the only issue we have now is the fact that she can't urinate by herself. So the girl is six years old now, and she's doing well in school. Her brain is intact. Her learning ability is normal. It's she's she learn like other children. She play like other children. In fact, she mingle with other children. We also spoke to Festus Fajemilo, co-founder and executive director of Festus Fajemilo Foundation. It supports people with spina bifida. He spoke about the prevalence of spina bifida in sub-Saharan African region and what can be done to better meet the needs of children with spina bifida and their families. The financial burden is so huge in terms of management. And that's why um, government in developed countries, there is early intervention uh, and they you know, attach much importance to prevention. But in this part of the world, you know, where this situation by, uh, you know, a child is detected to have a bad defect, the child is delivered in a public hospital, and child, because the parents do not have the financial, you know, capability to, you know, uh, uh, pay for treatment, the child is discharged, you know, left to, you know, his fate, his fate. And the, the treatment for them is multidisciplinary, okay? So a child with spinal bifida, you know, maybe is identified by a pediatrician, and you know, it goes to neurosurgeon, repairs the 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 the, the defective, I mean, deform the uh, spinal spine. Um, from there, such a time, we also have deformed higher, lower lower limbs. So he or she needs to see an orthopedist, you know, for you know corrective surgery. Um, then they have issues with blood and bowel incontinence. They need to see continence specialist. Not so. It's a whole lot of you know. Uh, 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 treatments that they need to see. And we don't have a system here whereby all these professionals are in one place. So you see a parent, you know, taking a child with spinal bifida from one hospital to the other. And, and so it's, it's very, very challenging. Uh, but uh, now foundation, we are able to, you know, 
um, through our support group meeting, you know, families come around, we share experience, we share knowledge, mm-hmm. we're able to lift their spirits, okay, that, okay, despite all these challenges, your child can still be who or she wants to be. So if prompt intervention is provided, there's support from home, there's show of love among, you know, people in the neighborhood, then the child can thrive. So what kind of interventions should be in place by African leaders now, looking at the Yes. Continent? Like I did mention, treatment is multidisciplinary. So we need a multidisciplinary system to be in place. Whereby, I've seen that, you know, in the UK, during my, you know, uh, common professional fellowship, uh, we still uh, two hospitals, uh, one at Chelsea. So we are, you know, all the professional specialists are in one hospital. So it may take you a, a whole day, but you see every specialist that you need to see. And so you, and after, at the end of, you know, the day, you are not coming back to that hospital. You are referred to your local GP. We also need funding. So we need funding, adequate funding to be provided in public hospitals. If a child, you know, uh, with spinal bifida is born, in most countries I've visited, that child is not allowed to go home. The, the, the system provides, treats the child, whether the parent has money or not. But here, the child is sent home once the parent cannot, you know, pay for treatment. And the specialist will tell you that treatment for spinal bifida and cellulose is yesterday, not even today. Meaning that as soon as the child is detected, treatment should be, be done. Their time should not be wasted because each day the brain is function is distorted. With proper interventions, many cases of spina bifida can be prevented. Dr. Joyce Mwatunoka, a pediatrician at Benjamin Inkapa Hospital, Doduma, Tanzania, talked to us about these measures. So um, this defect usually occurs when um, in utero before, during the fourth week of pregnancy. So by the end of the fourth week um, of the pregnancy, it has already occurred. Um, during which um, time most women still don't even know that they are even pregnant. So this actually poses one of the um, difficulties in preventing it because by the time a woman realizes that she's pregnant and she wasn't taking any measure to prevent spina bifida, then it has already occurred and you can't do anything after the fourth week of life. So how can we prevent spina bifida? As you've seen, one of the common commonest, the highly um, one of the biggest risk factors is um, deficiency of vitamin B9, which is folic acid. So supplementation with folic acid at least three months before conception, and at least in the first twelve weeks of pregnancy, is very important in preventing spina bifida. Um, it is estimated that when you do this, you supplement folic acid uh, prior and during the first week of pregnancy you prevent at least 7 out of 10 cases of neurotube defects, including spina bifida. And um, also, we have seen other risk factors, so like avoiding taking medications, which are associated with increased risk of spina bifida during pregnancy, and um, maintaining um, a healthy weight, that is avoiding obesity, and also um, treating, making sure to treat mothers who are um, diabetic. What should policymakers in Africa do to prevent 
or reduce the burden of spina bifida um, in the continent or in, also in my country. Um, I think the most important thing here is the continuous, and I'm emphasizing the continuous because we usually have these health education maybe campaigns which just come in a week and then they disappear for years. So, and you can't get everyone, you know, on the first day. So they have to be continuous um, health education to increase awareness on importance of family planning in folic acid supplementation prior to conception. As you saw, um, folic acid supplementation prior to conception and during the first weeks of pregnancy is very important to prevent spina So, and you cannot be taking folic acid before pregnancy if the pregnancy is not planned. So family planning is very important and supplementation of folic acid. Um, I'm, I'm also emphasizing this because actually most pregnant women would come and book their antenatal clinic usually when the pregnancy is around two to four months. You rarely get to pregnant women coming to book at, um, when the pregnancy is maybe a week or two weeks because, again, most of them still even don't know when they're if they're pregnant. So it's very important to start the um, to do the family planning and to start the supplementation prior, um, prior to, concep to conception to avoid um, at least decreasing the risk of getting babies with spina bifida. Um, another thing is um, since it's difficult to um, I can say generally do family planning, especially in our countries, developing countries, um, the best way the government or the policymakers can do to ensure that all women get folic acid supplementation before pregnancy is actually by doing food fortification with folic acid. Um, so we could fortify sugar or flour, something which everyone takes, so that we ensure at any time tea, all women are getting um, folic acid, which can help them prevent um, to have babies with spina bifida. That's all from us at Africa Science Focus today. If you want to find out more, head to the SciDevNet website, that's www.scidev.net. Today's show was produced by Alice Heft, with editing and hosting by Ogechie Kianyao and reporting by Ijoma Okazu. I'm Ogechie Kianyao. Until next time, goodbye. Africa Science Focus is produced by SciDevNet and distributed in association with your local radio station. 